Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Revolt Black News, presented by State Farm. Welcome to a special episode of Revolt Black News. I'm your guest host, Rochelle Ritchie, where we're bringing you a short episode today because this Saturday is Juneteenth the anniversary of when Union troops arrived in Galveston, Texas in 1865 to ensure that all enslaved people be freed. Because for two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation, 250,000 African Americans remained enslaved in Texas. Juneteenth commemorates our true freedom, freedom for all black Americans. But in 2021, people are still learning and understanding the significance of Juneteenth and we are bringing you more facts that you may not know. The first is something called Watch Night Services, also known as Freedom's Eve, that some might know of in the Black church. Now, the service celebrates and remembers the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation on January 1st, 1863. Our history tells us that the night before New Year's Eve in 1862, slaves and Confederate states gathered in churches and homes anticipating the morning's declaration and signing. Our ancestors watched the night turn to day, ringing in the new year with a new beginning, freedom. Now as uplifting as this might sound, our brothers and sisters in Texas remained enslaved, not knowing that they too had been freed. Now second, the Juneteenth flag was created by the founder of the National Juneteenth Celebration Foundation has since been revised. The flag features red, white, and blue colors, similar to the American flag, with the message, American slaves and their descendants were all Americans. The star over a field symbolizes new freedom, and the center star represents the 250,000 enslaved people in Texas who were freed on Juneteenth. And third, how are we to celebrate? Well, there are many ways to celebrate Juneteenth, but they usually come in the form of red foods, which represent the bloodshed of our enslaved ancestors during the transatlantic slave trade. Also, with the official anniversary right around the corner, another way to celebrate, of course, is by tuning in to Revolt and Vice's special Juneteenth episode of Revolt Black News this Saturday from the gathering spot in Atlanta, supported by J.P. Morgan Chase. You can watch on Revolt or tune in by going to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Revolt TV, this Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. So make sure you tune in. Now, in the meantime, we got this week's headlines. And naturally, we start with an update regarding Juneteenth in Congress because the Senate unanimously approved the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act that would make Juneteenth a national holiday. The bill now awaits a vote in the House and is expected to pass. Now, over to some much more alarming news. A report from the Gun Violence Archive says that over the past weekend alone, Nine mass shootings in the United States resulted in 10 people dead, 50 injured, and all were spread over six states. According to the report, mass shootings are up 40% higher than they were at this point in 2020, and there have been 272 mass shootings in 2021. 
New York City's mayoral primary takes off with early voting this past weekend, and a new poll conducted right before the primaries by WNBC, Telemundo 47, and Politico show Brooklyn Bureau President Eric Adams ahead of the pack of Democratic voters with Maya Wiley in third place. Now, of course, we want to encourage all of those New York City residents to get your ballots in as early as possible. Early voting will go until June 20th. Now, the official primary election is on June 22nd. Now over to Hotlanta, where the mayoral race is taking up steam. Former Mayor Kasim Reed has officially entered the candidate pool. The former mayor is seeking to win a third term in the seat as current Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms announced she will not be running for re-election. Let's take a look at Reed's announcement. The city of Atlanta is Amen. And the reason that I am offering myself as mayor of this city is because at this moment, Right here, right now, the future of the city that I love and that has given me and all of us everything is on the line. And California officially reopened on Tuesday, lifting social distancing requirements and capacity restrictions for businesses. However, masks are still required inside of hospitals, prisons, homeless shelters, public transportation, and at the K through 12 schools while indoors. And New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announced that New York reached its goal of 70% adult vaccination and has lifted COVID restrictions across commercial and social settings. Let's take a listen. The state mandates that have proven right and correct and brought us through this pandemic are relaxed as of today, effective immediately. In international news, the Delta COVID variant is now making up 91% of COVID cases in the United Kingdom and causing a delay to their reopening. Let's take a listen. By being cautious now, we have the chance in the next four weeks to save many thousands of lives by vaccinating millions more people. And the United States could be receiving a fourth vaccine in the near future. Novavax has reported a 90% efficacy providing potent protection. It is uncertain when the two-shot vaccine will be available in the United States, but the company will be applying in Britain, the EU, India, and South Korea. All right, that's it for this week's headlines. Up next, Gia Peppers joins for another edition of Revolt Series Stand Up For, presented by State Farm, and interviews Killer Mike about the impact of Black banking and his work co-founding Greenwood, a financial institution for Black and Brown communities. Stick around. More Revolve Black News right after this. Black News. All right, I am passing this off to Gia Peppers, who joins for another edition of Revolt Series Stand Up 4, presented by State Farm. And she's here to interview Killer Mike about the impact of Black banking and his work co-founding Greenwood, a financial institution for Black and Brown communities. Gia, over to you.
What's up, everybody? It's your girl Gia Peppers here with another edition of Revolt's Stand Up For series brought to you by State Farm. Now, today we're here to talk about the black dollar, and when you fold that into building safer, stronger, and better neighborhoods, State Farm is doing just that. 100 Black Men of America, Inc., in collaboration with State Farm, established and implemented the Dollars and Cents Youth Investment Competition to address and help eradicate financial illiteracy among youth of color. Local chapters around the country have awarded monetary grants to help support efforts to implement the program. Listen, y'all, it's time to act, adapt, challenge, and triumph. The 2021 Dollars and Cents Youth Investment Competition is just one of the multiple virtual events scheduled for 100 Black Men of America, Inc.'s annual conference. This year's 35th annual conference will take place between June 17th through June 19th. So for more information on the conference, we're including a link below. All right, now let's keep moving that dollar in our community and talk about the impact of Black banking. Our guy Killer Mike, who co-founded Greenwood, a financial institution for black and brown communities, is here to tell us about modern banking for the culture. Welcome to another episode of Revolt TV's Stand Up For series brought to you by State Farm. My name is Gia Peppers, and I'm here with a man that needs no introduction, but I'm gonna go ahead and introduce him because he, he deserves it. I'm here with Mike Render, but better known as Killer Mike. I'm here in his barbershop in Atlanta, the OG swag barbershop, and we are so excited to be here with you today talking yeah. about the Greenwood Bank, your yep. newest project, yep. and the power of the black dollar. So thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Welcome. Right in your Atlanta home. Yep. It feels good to be here. Welcome to the swag shop. This is our OG location, yeah. the shave, wash, and groom shop. You have, you have been such an important voice in our generation. <laughs> and I just, like, just thank you for the work that you've done, but thank also, like, you're not just a person that is talking about it, you're being about it. And this new project yeah. with Greenwood Bank is mm -hmm. serious. So talk to me a little bit about the uh, how this bank and this idea for this project came together. This Greenwood is radically different, though, in that as banking goes to our hands, my daughter does all her banking right, right there, right? Phone, right? I still have to go into a bank like an old man, yeah. count my money and stuff. <laughs> but as banking happens here, we have deserts, just like the food deserts in our community, we have banking deserts. But the possibility... Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Ability to bank through here reduces the potential of you having to go to the liquor store to cash a check. I, I wanted to ask you about this really important question. We all know that presently white families have nearly 10 times the net worth of black families yes. and the gap is growing, especially with the way that COVID affected yes. our community and Latinx yeah. communities in yeah. general. What can be done to close the gap? We know how most black people, foundational black Americans or, or um, original black Americans that were brought here during slavery, we know that how we were brought here. We should be having land grants. The government has helped tons of other groups, tons of other groups they've helped, they've invested in. And I don't know what the issue is about investing in us, but we're old. Yeah. So I would say from the private and public sector, there are multi-dimensional answers that could be brought to our community that would help grow wealth, that would help educate us about wealth. I'm looking to see more efforts grow. I know that there's some cool stuff coming from people like John Hope Bryant, mm -hmm. who's, a, who's a brother. I know that there's going to be some partnerships coming from allies who are non-black, like Tony Rexler, um, who's over the Atlanta Hawks. 
mean, I know that my man Puff, you know, part owner of Revolt TV, of course, he, he dropped a bomb um, that, I, that I saw on IG yesterday where he talked about it takes money to do things. Um, and so tell me about the history uh, that you know about Black Wall Street and why the legacy had to become the foundation of Greenwood Bank. Yeah, well, I, I know that after we're emancipated, we start going all throughout the Midwest and the South and the North and building enclaves. You know, the Black Wall Street is something, you know, it, it's, it's slick to hear. But bigger than the Black Wall Street, what it was is a black financial district. So what Greenwood was robbed of was more than brick and mortar houses, more than financial, more than the actual land that they sat on. What they were robbed of was the confidence that we can do it. Yes. And so how would how can Greenwood Bank specifically yes. help black and Latinx folks in this time continue to be the cornerstone yep. of the generation now and yep. the generations to come. Well, phase one of the plan is just making sure you can bank with a real bank account right there in your hand. Phase two of the plan is to grow into lending, particularly for car loans and home loans. Your home will be your real first acquisition of wealth. And instead of paying it off in 30 years, try to get it paid off in 15, mm. you know? And after that, they're going to specifically lend monies to businesses that come out of the creative communities and that out of communities that other people may not be looking for. What about the opportunity resonated with you the most as you decided to invest? And how do you envision the opportunity long-term outside of the things you just said? It's going to take a bank like Greenwood to understand that. They understand black men get their hair cut one every two weeks, so they don't wait three and four months. They're going to understand that, man, sneaker cultures is the big biggest culture that's going on today. The fact that they do sneaker um, sneaker cleaning and resale here, you know, that type of stuff. So that's what we're hoping to expand into. If you look at things like the Trap Music Museum by T.I., you know, who would have thought that that thing would keep longer lines sometimes than any other thing around it with the exception of a Falcons game. So these are the businesses that we're going to be looking um, pinky slutty vegan. Yes. You know, you're going to start to see businesses like that getting funded by them. So. We know that, you know, it's scary to go into a bank and ask for a loan for a home. It's it scary to ask it for anything in a bank. For, so how does Greenwood Bank approach this problem? How do I feel more comfortable coming in? What is the, what is the like, not the marketing, but what is the message that you want to ensure that black they wanna, families with Greenwood know? would like to make things fair. But we have to show a word that my aunt taught me when I was five. Solidarity. That's it. Teach us more and let us expand. That's the, I think that's the key because so many of us did not grow up with parents who even knew how to navigate the yeah. system of finances and wealth building and yeah. all of those different conversations. What are some things that you've learned as an entrepreneur, especially in this last year, that you yeah. think all entrepreneurs should know to get more financially free? Keep your costs as low as possible. Doesn't mean be cheap. Doesn't mean go hire subcon, you know, sub substandard con contractors. But it does mean take the time to research and do what you can when you can at a cost-effective measure. The other thing is you don't always have to spend your money. Yes. Right. There's money out there for you to get. There are government contracts that the government should be giving black businesses that you don't even have to compete for. It should be only be two or three competing for it. But we aren't doing the research that it takes. There are some people who are just overwhelmed by the idea of finances. Yes. And they're just... It's scary. It's scary yeah, at absolutely. first. So to the person who is watching right now that's like, I would really love to invest in something, but yeah. I'm afraid to even open my pocketbook. I only have 15 cents in there anyway. Yeah, I understand. What would you tell them about getting into their financial lives and actively being a part of building their own world. You know, I would say just, just, and this is what I'm talking to kids. If you're buying Nikes, if you're buying Ralph Lauren, if you're buying, you can buy stock in those places. So ask your aunt, the rich one, who your mom doesn't always talk to. Ask your aunt and uncle when they say what you want for Christmas. Don't say Jordan, say, I like some Nike stock. So start to see what are the things I spend money on 
and how can I get into those businesses? You know, it's no reason that the corner store in your neighborhood should not be owned by someone who looks like you. In the next three, four years, Greenwood Bank, I hope, you know, supplies many dreams and has yes. many things that are working and building in our communities. Um, what do you hope the, the people who experience this will say about Greenwood in the next three to four years? What I want my customers to feel is economic control of their own lives, where they don't feel in peril because they have to depend on what the check cashing place would give them. What I hope that the children get is the confidence to know I can do it, I must do it, I will do it. Mm. You know, I absolutely can take care of myself financially. I hope that our people learn to be a little more selfish with themselves. Killer Mike, again, we thank you so much for joining us. And as someone who's been about the black future, we thank you for always advocating for the betterment of our people, not just for today, but for tomorrow. So we want to encourage everyone watching to go to bankgreenwood.com so you can start banking black right away. Gia and Killer Mike, thank you for that incredible conversation because we cannot talk freedom without financial freedom. Now, coming up next, we look back at Revolt Chairman Sean Love Combs' interview with longtime Juneteenth advocate Ms. Opal, as well as preview this week's Juneteenth special in Atlanta. Stick around. More Revolt Black News right after this. Welcome back to this special episode of Revolt Black News. Now, if you don't know who Ms. Opal Lee is, you're about to know her quite well. She spent a lifetime fighting to make Juneteenth a national holiday. Sure, Congress is working on it, but we have to give credit where credit is due. And that's with Ms. Opal Lee. And Revolt Chairman Sean Love Combs interviewed her last year on Juneteenth. Let's take a look back. It's important as we bring this young generation together to fight and, and, and to win this war that we've been fighting that is, is, is mixed and matched with the foundation of, of the, the pioneers and of our people, you know what I'm saying? Our elders in the tribe that want something done while they were alive to see that. And we gonna get this done. So I want you to teach me. I want you to pass the wisdom down of why this is important. So it's not just a hashtag. It's not something for social media that this, I got it from my elder. How should some of us that's just learning about Juneteenth, how should we celebrate? If I had to get the, the celebrate playbook from Mama Opal, what should I be doing on Juneteenth every year? We need to be able to celebrate from the 19th of June to the 4th of July. We need to be able to let people know that slaves didn't free themselves, that it took Quakers and abolitionists and the Underground Railroad and Douglas, Frederick Douglas and Lord Garrison, Sojourner Truth, uh, all these people to get uh, slaves free. And in so doing, we have the obligation to address the atrocities that are happening to us even now. None of us are free until we're all free. And we're not free as long as we have sex trafficking, as long as our educational system is not up to par, 
as long as there's homelessness, as long as there's job disparity, we are not free. And we take this means of making people aware of what needs to be done by celebrating Juneteenth. So we're not asking for Juneteenth to be a day. We're not asking for Black History Month to be a month, but we're gonna start with Juneteenth and we're gonna extend that because Black History Month is all year around 365 days, 24 seven, we in this struggle. Now Juneteenth, we're gonna make from today to what day you, you want? The 4th of July. I wanted to go from the 19th to the 4th of July. That, oh, that's done. That's done. You that will celebrate freedom. You're going to see that done. You, I promise you, with your eyes on everything I love, on God, you're going to see that done. Now, if you want to watch the interview in its entirety, be sure to look for Diddy's conversation with Ms. Opal Lee about Juneteenth on... Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Revolt's YouTube page. And for much, much more on Juneteenth, Revolt and Vice are bringing you a special Juneteenth episode of Revolt Black News this Saturday from the Gathering Spot in ATL, supported by J.P. Morgan Chase. Here's a special look ahead. S-475. A bill to amend Title V United States Code to designate Juneteenth National Independence Day as a legal public holiday. Senate Resolution 269 designating June 19, 2021 as Juneteenth Independence Day in recognition of June 19, 1865, the date on which news of the end of slavery reached the slaves in the southwestern states. Friday, protesters took to the streets with a different message. There's an awakening of what this day is, and it's almost like a permission to celebrate it. We just want to take light and celebrate the freedom that we do have now. Today's event has been going on every year to commemorate Juneteenth, but it ain't never been like this. This is beautiful. This Juneteenth, Revolt and Vice will join forces for an in-depth conversation centered around the current state of social justice. We'll break down the pivotal impact Black youth made on the 2020 election and examine what's next to ensure the future generations are properly represented. Our town hall discussion will feature some of the most prominent voices in the Black movement, as well as feature live performances. The Revolt and Vice Juneteenth special premieres Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern, supported by J.P. Morgan Chase. Again, Revolt and Vice are bringing you a special Juneteenth episode of Revolt Black News this Saturday from the gathering spot in Atlanta, supported by J.P. Morgan Chase. You can watch it on Revolt or tune in by going to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Revolt TV, this Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. So many guests and performances in store, and your usual Ebony K. Williams will be there to host, so you do not want to miss it. For this special episode of Revolt Black News, I'm Rochelle Ritchie. I'll see you next time.
If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.